T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with the other John Chuckery Show. Halfway home on this Tuesday evening. Hanging out in the Key Studios. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps so you catch us when you're on the go. Social media, find us at 92.9 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, give me a follow on my Twitter page, at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Hey, maybe the dog days of summer, but this is when baseball standings will separate the contenders. From the Pretenders, check out Odyssey's Big Time Baseball podcast with Cody Decker, Tony Gwynn Jr., and MLB insider John Heyman as they cover all things around the world of Major League Baseball. New episodes drop every Monday on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll get to a um, That's Life coming up in uh, 20 minutes from right now. Um, funny story about the beehive uh, that... that uh, Somebody, somebody had to apologize. Actually, a very famous songwriter had to apologize. So we'll get to that story, our top ten, and everything like that. All right, here's what we got going on. I'm asking you at 404-741-0929. That's the phone line. We're opening up the phone lines to you here. Talking some Braves baseball. Braves up, by the way, 3-1 to one, uh, right now over the Phillies. So uh, they've opened it up with, a, with an extra run uh, here. Rosario and Ronnie have the uh, RBI uh, tonight in this game. But... Do you feel any differently about the Braves' chances with the moves that they've made at the deadline here? Look, I have no reason to think that they can't repeat, um, and I think they did some good things at the deadline. I, th- I think they've helped their club out. I don't know that the deadline moves have moved me you know, closer to that. I think I'm just as firm and confident in the idea that you know, they can win the World Series. I've said that for the last four years that they could have won the World Series. I think they've always had enough talent. So I think the Braves, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the Mets, Padres, Dodgers are all going to be tough outs, right? And I know we got this Fakakta, you know, expanded playoff and all this goofy stuff going on. I get it. But there's no reason why the Braves can't go on another run like they did last year. Now, again, there's some really stiff competition. You know, the Mets are obviously a very good ball club this year. And if they get their two top-tier starters fixed and right, you know, not not that's not their names, but you know what I'm saying, Scherzer and DeGrom. If those guys can get fixed and they're right, then they're going to be a tough out because you're not going to score a whole lot of runs off them. And obviously the Dodgers have been outstanding this year. And the Padres, now that they've added Soto and everything else that they're adding in there, they're going to be a tough out. So it, it, it is going to be, you know, a lot, there are a lot of really good teams in the National League this year now. There's a lot of scrubs, 
but the top of the National League is really solid between the Braves, Mets, Dodgers, and Padres, and, and even throw in St. Louis and Milwaukee, although I don't think either one of those teams is going to do a whole lot. Milwaukee now trading away Hater, their best closer, and things like that. I don't know how much of a threat Milwaukee really is, and to be honest with you, they're still a mediocre offensive team. I don't buy enough into St. Louis. St. Louis is a two-lineup team right now. Outside of Goldschmidt and Arenado, they ain't got a lot of offensively. Their starting pitching's, you know, okay, but it's not outstanding. Wainwright's still pretty good. So I think the class is still the Braves, Mets, Dodgers, Padres in the National League. It's going to be tough to knock, you know, any of those teams out. So do you feel any differently about the Braves' chances of winning it all based upon what Alex Anthopoulos has done here at the deadline? As I said, I feel just as confident now as I did before. I like what the Braves have done. Um, we'll be interested to see what this outfielder that they brought in, you know, can can do. But I like Iglesias, the kid, you know, from the Angels that they brought in as another closer, potential closer and things like that. Um, I like Odorizzi. I think he's a pretty good starter. Um, I'm a little bit surprised at the Astros. And I know the Astros have a dearth of starting pitching. I know that they, and again, they may have, I don't know, is Verlander the best pitcher in Major League Baseball right now? I mean, he's certainly up there in that discussion, right, with how good he's been this year. Verlander, by the way, in his bounce back season, 14-3 and with an ERA that's a buck 81. And they've got a bunch of guys that can start for them, right? They've, they've got a bunch of guys that, that are available, and, you know, they're pretty good with Valdez and Garcia and guys like that, but Verlander's on a whole different planet. But Odorizzi, I think, is a good pickup for the Braves. I'm going to be curious to see when he starts. Does he take somebody's Does he take somebody's spot in the rotation, or are you just using him to kind of fill in some things? I mean, just kind of as a, as a fill-in guy. You know, if you want to, if you want to start to, you know, give Strider, you know, a day off here, you know, miss a start here, not because of anything, you know, Strider not pitching well, but just if you want to sort of navigate his arm, because at some point he's going to top out, you know, as far as most innings that he's got pitched, and I really don't want to see Strider be ineffective come playoff time. You know, as much as you need start Strider right now, you would love to have him available in the playoffs whether he starts or whether he comes out of the bullpen. You know, I heard Alex Anthopoulos talking about the idea of, you know, remember Max Fried was coming out of the bullpen. Um, and, again, some people will look at, you know, some people are not thrilled about Will Smith leaving. Some people think it's addition by subtraction. I think Will Smith has been a really key component, and I think he's been really good for the Braves. But some people think that Iglesias is a guy who can fill that role pretty easily. You know, and let's see, Iglesias – on this team may be the setup guy, or if Jansen obviously goes down or what have you, he may be, you know, the closer. He may be your, you know, right-handed setup guy, you know, along with Minter. So, uh, look, I, there's no reason for me to think that the Braves aren't as in good a position as they were last year to win this thing. They still have all the horses. I think their starting pitching is probably even better at the very top than it was last year. I think their lineup, I mean, you obviously – are getting contributions from a lot of different guys. Um, I don't have a whole lot of doubt about their lineup, even with some of the struggles that Ronnie has had, you know, of late. But still, you know, his numbers are still pretty good overall. 22 steals with a 350-plus on base percentage, 745 OPS. He will round into form at some point. But having career years out of Dansby, you know, obviously Riley was just the vote of the player of the month. You know, Michael Harris has been – a surprise blessing out of nowhere, even though as his numbers have kind of gone down, which you expect that. 
Hard to imagine a rookie comes in the league and hits 320, right? It's just not not typical, right? The guy that I think the Braves, I think the Braves have to find a way to get going is still Marcelo Zuna. You know, without Adam Dunn or Adam Dunn, without Adam Duvall now, you want that other right-handed power hitter. And obviously, Ozuna's a guy that you expect to be able to, you know, drive in a lot of runs for you. 18 homers and 40 RBI so far with a 219 batting average. 93 strikeouts on the season. He's got 12 more strikeouts than he does hits on the season. That's it's not the best ratio out there. And, yes, the Braves at some point are going to get Ozzie Albies back. At some point we expect him to be back. Need to get him back in the flow. But I think if you look at this lineup with Olsen, Darno, Contreras, you know, Ronnie, Riley, you know, Harris, I think their lineup is fine. I think you just need a guy that can play some – corner outfield for you and maybe give you another, you know, bat. And that's what they, they, they hope this, you know, Grossman kid is going to be. He hits lefties really well. You know what his batting average is against right-handers, though? You know, we talked about like 384 against lefties. You know what it is against right-handers? A buck 43. <laughs> he's got some serious – he's got some hardcore splits, some hardcore splits. And there's Rosario hitting one in the gap. That's going to score – that's going to score another run. So Braves are starting to open this thing up now against the Philadelphia Phillies and all that. So – Philly is going to be interesting too. I got a feeling that they're about to hit the the skids and hit the wall and find themselves getting out of the uh, playoff picture for a wild card and things like that. They got no shot in the division. They're not they're not going to beat out the Mets or the Braves to win the division, but they certainly feel like they can be in the wild card mix. They sure have spent a lot of money on that franchise to not really get a whole lot of results out of it. That's what's going to be fascinating about the Padres is just the idea of how good can the Padres be? They're twelve games out of the division right now. Are they going to make a run and catch the Dodgers? Probably not. But when you talk about they have the they have the second best non-divisional leading record. You know the Braves are sixty-two wins, not leading the division. Padres have fifty-eight wins. They have more wins than the Milwaukee Brewers, just like the Braves do. Brewers have fifty-seven wins, leading the division right now by three games over the St. Louis Cardinals. Braves have sixty-two wins, and the Padres have fifty-eight wins. So the Padres have loaded up, and they want to go for it. And there's only one team that you got to get out of the Padres' way, you know, within that division. That's the Dodgers. I mean, that's the 800-pound gorilla in the room that you have to acknowledge about how great that they are, 69-33 and 33 on the season. There are some really top-heavy baseball teams this year, Mets, Braves, Dodgers, Houston, um, Yankees, all very top-heavy teams. You know, Minnesota's been eh. You know, Milwaukee's kind of eh. You know, I don't really fear, you know, Milwaukee or St. Louis – coming out of the, the central, you know, right now. Um, you know, they've got a, a real so-so year out of Christian Yelich. Hard to believe that that guy, I mean, you, you look at Christian Yelich's numbers for the Brewers. He was, his MVP year, 36-110, led the league in hitting that year, 1,000 OPS, 1,100 OPS the year after, second in the MVP, won back-to-back batting titles, 44 homers, 97 RBI. The last two years combined, he's hit 17 homers and 86 RBI. The last two years combined, 17 homers, 86 RBI. Scored 135 runs. He scored 118 in his MVP season. But, look, again, I think the Braves are in outstanding shape right now. Um, You know, I think they fixed some of the things that – they needed to kind of help out with. If you felt like you needed a starter in case of Strider, you know, kind of getting fatigued, you got one. You needed some outfield help, they got it. 
You needed more relief help. You got him plus Kirby Yates coming back, right? And you brought Adrianza in who can fill in some second base in the middle of the infield until Ozzy gets back, right? He can he can fill in some of that stuff, you know, with Ozzy, you know, still kind of lingering out there. I know Ozzy's got his walking boot off and he's doing some work in the pool and stuff like that, but there's not been really a timetable set for when he comes back. They certainly need him back. Uh, second base has kind of been spotty at times at best. Garcia's been a real mixed bag. They obviously just DFA'd uh, Robinson Cano. That experiment didn't last real long. Um, you know, Garcia, again, a guy who was red hot with the bat, and he has helped them win some games. But, you know, of late, he's certainly not been, you know, that guy anymore. He's down to 238 with a 680 OPS, 687, excuse me, OPS uh, on the season. So five homers and 22 RBI. When's the last time felt like he hit a home run? So anyway, I, I think the Braves are in really good shape. Uh, I still think that they are the favorites because, you know, I'm of the Ric Flair camp. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And until I see somebody beat the Braves four out of seven times in a series, I don't believe that that they're not going to head to the World Series again. You know, now look, facing the Yankees and you know potentially the Astros. I know they beat the Astros last year, but you know those are still two very very good teams. And you're going to have to get through the Dodgers and Padres probably when all is said and done, either one or both of those teams. But I think the I think the Braves right now sit themselves in really good shape. All right, when uh, we come back, the uh, the Beehive came out yesterday, and uh, a famous songwriter had to apologize for all of that. I don't know what she apologized for. I mean, well, I know why she apologized, but I don't even understand why she felt like she had to. But that's what happened when the Beehive comes after you, right? We'll talk about that next, plus our top ten as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, SportsRedNet, the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
if your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Attention, adoring fans. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. 920 live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site. Catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92 on the game. At JMCH316. Is at underscore Dylan Matthews. Hey, you can listen to every Falcons game along with all the music and news that Atlanta needs right here on the Odyssey app. And, of course, don't forget, Kenny Maine has joined the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey, Maine. Is that how they say it? Hey, Maine. Kenny's talking uh, each week to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. Coming up Thursday, Jamel Hill will join him for a conversation. Download Hey, Maine for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll get to our very interesting top ten list coming up here in um, just a few minutes. Um, did you see, Dylan, that they have – axed the um, Batgirl uh, movie that they were doing. I didn't even know they were doing one. Yeah, they were. Uh, Warner Brothers has uh, killed the Batgirl, Batgirl movie, which was going to star Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon, who's Batgirl. Okay, okay. Um, it was going to be directed by um, the guy who did, uh, the, the filmmakers who did Ms. Marvel. Oh, um, okay. Adil L. Arby and Bilal Falah. They did Bad Boys for Life, and uh-huh. they did uh, Ms. Marvel as well. Okay. It was greenlit, and they had it all thing ready to go, and they said that they are pivoting their priorities back to theatrical features. So as of right now, there is no home for the Batgirl film. Jeez. Not going to stream, not going to be made, not anything like that. That's tough. So that's DC for you, right? That's DC yep. screwing, screwing it all up and uh, everything like that. So... Now, this is kind of funny. Were you with me last week when we talked about Khalees and she was going after Beyonce? Yep. Okay. So guess what has happened? (laughs) Beyonce (laughs) has removed all interpolation of Milkshake from Khalees off off of the um, energy song and anywhere on Renaissance. She's gone on and stripped off anything that would have sounded like it or anything like that. Stripped it out. We talked mm. about this last week that Khalees was upset because she felt like Beyonce had used her stuff and not right. told her right. about it. Um, well, Beyonce's gone in now and stripped it all out. Okay. Now, this is kind of a funny story with it. Do you, do you know who Diane Warren is? Nope. Okay. Diane Warren is a very famous songwriter. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pull up her catalog here uh, very quickly because she's she's written a bunch of of top charting songs uh, before. Let's see here if I can get her catalog real quick. I apologize. I probably should have had this up. Um, 
Where's her discography? List of songs written by, there we go. List of songs written by Diane Warren. Just to give you an idea of some of the um, some of the high-charting songs she's had. Um, Escape with the Arms of the One Who Loves You. She had a number one hit. Remember Celine Dion from uh, Titanic? Because uh-huh. You Love, or no, not, no. What was that other, that other movie song that Celine Dion did? Because You Love Me is from that Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert Redford movie where they're the reporters and they fall in love. Oh, yeah. I don't um, know. Millie Vanilli. Um, oh. She did uh, Blame It on the Rain. Um, but, 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 I know she wrote, I think, one for Chicago, Can't Fight the Moonlight by Leanne Rimes. Um, she's got a whole bunch of songs that, that are listed here. Don't Turn Around by Ace of Bass. She's got a whole pile of, of songs that she's, she's written. Um, Monica's For You, I Will. You ever heard that song? So... Anyway, so she asked this question about about Beyonce. Beyonce's, um, oh, what song is this? Um, she uh, One of Beyonce's songs, and I'm trying to see which one this, this song is. I think it's, uh, oh, um, Renaissance. Is that one of the songs on her album, Renaissance? I think so, yes. Okay. They have 24 songwriters listed on it. Oh my gosh. 24 songwriters. And Diane Warren asked the question, how can there be 24 songwriters on one song? And of course, as always, people started coming after her and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Right? Like they do. Can't question anything Beyonce does, right? Beehive don't play. Nope. To where she actually put out a tweet then a few hours later saying, okay, I meant no disrespect to Beyonce, who I've worked with and admire. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. Because after she put out there, how can there be 24 writers on a song? Uh-huh. Then she had to put out another tweet that said, this isn't meant as shade. I'm just curious. And then later on was the, okay, I meant no disrespect to Beyonce, who I've worked with and admire. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. Beehive will get you right. I know. Beehive don't play no games. <laughs> I agree. But again, doesn't that seem ridiculous? 24 songwriters on one song? That does seem crazy. I, I, I again don't tweet about it, low John Beehive will no, come after listen, you. Listen, absolutely, I, I agree wholeheartedly that that they will come after you. And so, um, it, it is it is interesting. But there's one of the most prolific songwriters in history that had to come out and apologize for what she had to say. Beehive don't care who anything. you are. Right? They didn't. She didn't say anything. She just asked a question. Why is there 24 people? I'm asking the question. Why is there 24 people on this one song that get credit for writing it? Beehive says you're answer, You're asking the wrong questions. All right, you know what today is? <laughs> today is National Boob Day. And I don't mean like a person in general. Hey, you're a boob. I'm talking about breastuses. Okay? I could get a little bit more graphic, but again, it's only 9.30 at night, so we won't get too, too graphic. No. So, of course, of course, with it being National Boob Day, tonight's top ten list, your top ten favorite sets of... Well, you know, in the words of Jerry Jarrett, well, you know, <laughs> uh, Dylan, the floor is yours. Okay. I just want to start by saying uh, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, at no, this is in no particular order because you it's, it's hard to rank because there are so many. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho, I've just I came up with 16,000. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to go down the list here. Um, I do have who we're just talking about. I got Beyonce on the list because, okay. you know, they're. 
They're nice. Yes. Perky, you know, yes. from the for the most part. Yes. I uh, got Megan the Stallion as well. Wow. Can't, okay. Can't, can't be right. mad at her. She yeah. she she's got she's got the front and the back taken she care of. She's very healthy. Yep. And Cardi B, another healthy one. I okay. got her too. Hers are you know got some silicone in them, but that uh, that's okay. Who cares? No, I don't yeah. care. They feel all the same. Yep. Rihanna. There, now, there's there's a different saying that a lot of us guys use. I won't even get into all that because it's very vulgar. It's, uh, it's all yes. good. Um, Rihanna, now she 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 got natural. Now I, you could tell hers mm-hmm. a natural. Yes. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I've got her on my list as well. Uh huh. Yes. I got Margot Robbie as well. Oh, nice, very nice. Uh huh. Yes. Gal Gadot. You know, hers might not have the size, but hers have the uh, the look to them. So there you go. Is she gonna do any more of those Wonder Woman movies that just bomb? Well, I don't know. Depends on how much they're willing to pay her. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see. I hope they don't do another one of those Justice League movies because that so, thing was awful trash. Ter- oh, terrible. I got Chrissy Teigen on my list as well. She's just too annoying for me to put on the list. <laughs> she just is. I, I can't. I can't do it. Like she just. I told you before. She just annoys the crap out of me. I can see that. Yeah. But you know if. If you know if she's not, she's not doing any talking. You know, might might yeah, be. Yeah, it's still though. Like I, I, <laughs> I know she wants to speak. Yeah, I, mean, it's I, true. I, I know she's got this desire to want to say something. I just I can't handle it. I got Ruby Rose as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. okay, I'm with you on that. And then uh, last but not least, this this might have to be number one. I gotta go Mia Khalifa. Oh wow. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I got no I got no issue with that. Now two people that you left off your list that I'm a little bit surprised by. All right, so let me give you the adult uh, female. Uh, I forgot Mia Khalifa because I had Sarah J, uh-huh. Angela White, and Ava Adams. Oh, all on those my are list. all those are great choices. Yeah, um, so that's that's the three. But Mia Khalifa should be on my list. Um, Kate Upton, obviously yes. Mrs. Justin, Justin Verlander. Dang, how did I forget about Kate? Well, I forgot I've all got, about. I've Kate. got two other names that I'm surprised you did not have. Um, Katy Perry. Oh, on my yep. list. Mm-hmm. Sophia Vergara. Yes. Oh, and I just thought about another person too. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two final names that I'm because this one is my number one. Uh-huh. Well, actually, these are probably my top two. I mean, Halle Berry. I almost put Halle Berry on the list. Did you ever see that movie Swordfish that she did where she was nude? Topless? No, I didn't. Okay, go see Swordfish. Okay. With the the movie, the movie itself is stupid. That's John Travolta, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it's so the movie's really stupid. Swordfish. Um, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, the movie's not good, but that's Halle Berry. That's the movie. highlight right there. Yeah, yeah. Or what's the other one? Monsters Ball. Did you ever see that one? Nope. No, is it Mo- no? Was it Mo- was Monsters Ball the one she did with Billy Bob Thornton? Is that the one that she did with Billy Bob Thornton? I have no idea. I think I think it is. Let me let me make sure about that. But anyway, she is most likely number two. Let me see. Monsters Ball. Uh, yes, that is Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, so either either check out Monsters Ball or check out uh, Swordfish. Swordfish is better um, just as far as what you get to see and all that kind of stuff. And then number one, and I'm surprised you did not have this because um, Jarvis would have had this, um, Selma Hayek. Yep, that's exactly who I just – when I said I, I, another person I just thought of, that's exactly who I thought of. I don't yeah. – she – there's no way she doesn't belong on the list. I, I I think she's number one. I don't know how, I don't know how. Yeah, she's she. Yeah, she's got to be number one. Yeah, I I don't know how that wouldn't be number one out there. But listen, there are some, there are some very very healthy people. I did not know that. By the way, I did not know that National Boob Day 
was a thing. I didn't know either. And, and by the way, it's not listed. If you go like to today is National What Day, right? It doesn't uh-huh. list. It doesn't list National Boob Day for August second. Here's what they have listed today. Uh huh. You like these? National Night Out Day. Okay. So I guess like that means it. getting out and about, hitting yeah. the streets. Uh huh. National Coloring Book Day. I used to enjoy coloring books I in my too. youth. Yeah, so did my daughter. Um, National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Okay, can't never go wrong with the ice cream sandwich. Is the ice cream sandwich, is it underrated or sort of overrated? Oh, I definitely have to go more overrated than underrated. I don't think it's underrated. Yeah, I don't think it's underrated either. I, I, I'm with you. Like, it's good. It ain't. It ain't all that. Right. Honestly, I'd rather have a choco taco. <laughs> I, I would. I agree with you. I 100 percent agree with you. I, I agree. There's a lot of. I'd rather have like a chocolate covered ice cream bar. Yeah, or I have one of those uh, drumsticks. Yeah, drumsticks. Yes, drumsticks. I'd rather yes. have a drumstick too. I agree yep. with you. I mean, ice cream sandwich seems cheap. It does. That's a very. That's the Doesn't best it? way to put it. That's like, the best way to like put it. You could buy like a box of six or eight of those things for like a buck and a half exactly. or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Right? It doesn't yeah. feel like the, It doesn't feel like <laughs> there was a lot of cost involved in in having the ice cream sandwich. And honestly, like if we're being real, unless you just have a flat out craving for an ice cream sandwich, it honestly seems like a last resort. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Like it has to be like one of the last things in the in the freezer. Yeah, that you just grab. Out. Like one like of the last sweets right. that like you, you have. You don't have a pint. Like in all honesty, why wouldn't you buy like a pint of ice cream instead of an you ice cream? You just get sandwich? cookies and cream ice cream, and yeah. it tastes the same. Yeah, and and I understand it's probably like a little kid thing or something like that. But, right. Um, I think it's a little bit. Um, I think it's a little bit um, overrated as far as uh, as far as that goes. But anyway, um, I agree with you that it it does feel like it it does feel like it's kind of cheap and it's maybe not the thing. By the way, one last quick story here, too. Did you see the Will Smith apology video that he put out? I didn't watch the video. Isn't it like six minutes? It's like six minutes. I, I ain't watching it. that. Yeah, I watched it. He says he he's trying to reach out to Chris Rock and talk to him, and he said he's ready. Anytime Chris Rock wants to come and talk, he's ready for it. Well, it sounds like now that Chris Rock has said that he pretty much has just moved on from it and doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Which I can understand yeah. too. I can I can completely understand. Because here's the thing, you know it's going to get completely overblown and overhyped again and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think Chris Rock wants to go back down that road, right? I mean, he may joke about it, and make jokes about it, and stuff like that. I get that, but I don't think he wants to go back down the road of, you know, hey, what happened and walk us through it and and all that kind of stuff. So I completely understand and side with Chris Rock on all of this. No reason to get back down that rabbit hole of of all that kind of stuff. Nope. But he did. Will Smith put out a. Like you said, it's like a six and a half long minute video. And it's like if you watch it, it's like you're scratching your head like, did we really need this? No. Like what we like didn't. The, the Oscars were what, January, February? Yeah. So like five months later, six months later, whatever it's been. Now do you believe I mean, I believe there's like I, I somewhat of sincere no, I think it's real. Oh, oh, the slap? Or are you talking about his apology? Oh, yeah. I'm saying, like, I know it's somewhat sincere, but do you think this is also more, too, to, like, just to keep his name in the in the media no. to stay relevant? No. I don't I don't think Will, Will Smith doesn't have to do that. That's true. Will Smith's too big a star that he doesn't have to He doesn't have to go seeking pub. Right. Um, and at this point, it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. Right. And nobody would have been talking about it yeah, if Will Smith had Yeah, we all forgot about it. Yeah. That's the only reason they're asking Chris Rock right now about what his thoughts are on it, because Will Smith came out with that hostage video that was like six and a half minutes long of apologizing so i hope chris rock doesn't because 
there's no need to go back down that rabbit hole. Nobody's going to win. You know, and, and again, I, I don't really care why it happened or whatever at this point. Will Smith got emotional. His wife gave him that that look, that look, right? And he had to do something. He knew he couldn't sit there on his duff and do nothing. So you're not buying the the fact that that Jada didn't want him to do anything. This is the guy who this is the guy who gets cucked by her. <laughs> oh man, I mean, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, right? Did we dump that? Or we keep it? Well, I kept it. Okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, let's it's face gonna it. It's going to ride. <laughs> yeah, let's face it. You know, like that. A lot like of people don't. I, I feel like a lot of people do, but then again, a lot of people might not know the definition of, right, to that right. word. I, I'm with you. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it, that word itself is a bad word. But, no, 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 you no, know, no. If you're no, talking no. about the, but again, let's face it. That's what happens, right? And that's, yeah. that's where he's kind of at with that relationship. So, all right. Anyway, speaking of uh, getting back to normal here, when we get back, Eric Edholm. Join us earlier in the show. We'll talk some uh, football with Eric, NFL and NFL draft writer for NFL.com. Trekker hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports written at the game, Odyssey.com app. Because this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show, live in the Key Studios on this Tuesday evening with you, 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site, catch us on the go. Social media at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, of course, you can follow us on our personal Twitter pages at JMCH316. And he is at underscore Dylan Matthews. Hey, uh, quickly, too, don't forget um, uh, Kenny Main is joining the Odyssey family's new podcast, Hey Main, Kenny Main. Uh, talks to famous people podcasts each week. He talks to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. This coming Thursday, new episode featuring Jamel Hill. You can uh, download Hey Main for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. And of course, 9 on the game and thousands more radio stations plus millions of podcasts are all free on the Odyssey app. Well, NFL season about to get uh, underway here. Thursday, we get the Hall of Fame game. So toe meets leather, I guess. Uh, Thursday night, if you will. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy Eric Edholm, of course, NFL and NFL draft writer. Follow Eric on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. And uh, Eric, as always, man, thanks for a few minutes here in Atlanta with me. Yes, sir. What's going on? Uh oh, we got uh, Eric there. Is a little. Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry. That's all right. There we go. That sounds a little bit better, Eric. All right. Um, let me let me first let's start because uh, I always love to talk NFL draft with you. A um, couple weeks ago, I had a chance to spend all week at SEC Media Days and got to see Will Levis in person. And I joked Eric that he's Bo Callahan. I mean, he looks the part. I mean, <laughs> everything about him looks looks perfect. And I know he's got the big arm and everything. Accuracy may be an issue. What do you think that you know if he has a, a good year at, at Kentucky? And I think what's fascinating is. You expect them to be such a run-first offense because Rodriguez is such a good running back that you yeah. wonder how many, what kind of numbers he can put out. But boy, when I saw him in person, 
man, he he looks the part of an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he's got the tools, no question about it. Extremely well built, you know, big athletic kid who can move. Get ready to hear a lot of Josh Allen comparisons, even if, you know, I don't I don't really think that's the guy we should be comparing him to. I don't I don't see quite the 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 magic upside and again with Allen we you know coming out of college we also knew that there was a very low floor you know we didn't know what to make of him but you know higher level of competition with with Levis and you know great running ability that he's shown I mean for for a big guy he moves extremely well and I I really think last year especially the second half of, of last season I felt like some of his higher level quarterbacking you know attributes really took a, a jump and you started to see a little bit more um, reading of defenses, feel in the pocket, sensing pressure, you know, knowing when to fight or flight. You know, I mean, it just sort of felt like he had a better feel for the game as the season went on. And you're right, when they came in, you know, he versus starting games and came over from Penn State, I mean, they, he was a run-first quarterback. And now they've kind of developed him into this this dual-threat guy. I mean, you know, the interception total should should come down. I think that's, that's an area for him that, that he needs to focus on. But there's a reason why you're seeing him projected, you know, high in, in early mock drafts, top 10 even, top five I've even seen. I don't, you know, I don't know that I'm quite there yet, but could I get there? Absolutely. Eric, um, you know, here in Atlanta, obviously, we don't quite know what to make of the Atlanta Falcons. And I know USA Today was one of the publications they came out and had the Falcons being 2-15 and 15 this season. I think they can be as much as about a six-win team. I think that's where I'm, I'm at right now with them. You know, look, I know that they have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. You think the bottom really falls out for the Falcons, or do you think that they, after last year, show that they can be competitive enough with this coaching staff that they could sneak their way into a few wins this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing that was my friend uh, Nate Davis, who isn't afraid to uh, put a one or two win team up. <laughs> season predictions always gets a lot of guff for it, so I, I applaud him for uh, <laughs> for having the uh, the guts to to go with such a strong call there. But yeah, I'm, I'm like you, I kind of see them a little bit, you know, above that level. I would say. I mean, you know, I. I <laughs> I, their their schedule isn't uh, a cakewalk by any means. I know Vegas has them around four or five wins. So, you know, you have to obviously temper your expectations a little bit. And, but then again, you know, there's a lot of change in the division, right? New new quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we've got a coach in the hot seat uh, in Carolina. You know, this might be Tom's last year in, in Tampa. He's already lost his starting center. I mean, you know, you never know, right? I mean, there could be a few games that swing the other direction, but I guess the question is, how much do they believe in Marcus Mariota? How firmly do they believe that they're going to have, you know, a balanced attack offensively? I think, obviously, they've got some weapons offensively. Um, but then defensively, too, there's a lot, of, a lot of positions I think you could start saying, hey, who's the starter here? What's the depth look like? And you know, those questions seem legit. But, you know, especially when you, you think about the draft and, Guys, what, what Drake London can add, what Desmond Ritter might do to the quarterback competition. You know, obviously Tyler Algier could be a big factor in the run game as well. You know, there's there's some uh, some reasons for optimism, even if it doesn't always, you know, if it doesn't produce uh, as many wins as, as fans might want this season. 
NFL draft writer Eric Edholm joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Um, are we kind of at the point with, with Brady that it's okay now to bet against him to not win everything? I mean, obviously for most of his career, you'd be a fool to have taken the field against Tom Brady, but it feels like we're kind of, you know, these last couple of years, and I still think Gronk's coming back. I, I think there's a lot of smoke screen there that he he will be back eventually when once you get every once you get through practices and all that stuff that he don't want to be a yeah. part of, right? I mean, but are we kind of at the point though where, you know, you would definitely take the field over Brady at this point that that you know maybe some of that magic isn't quite there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be you know. I think it would be foolish to just assume that, okay, it's Tom's swan song season and he's just going to go out on top because that's what he's always done. Right. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick years ago had a line that said when players fall off, they tend to fall off precipitously. Now the thing with Brady is we haven't really seen him fall off yet. Other than that, you know, that four week stretch in 2000, what 16, I guess it was, or seven, yeah, 16, I think. You know, I mean, his play has been remarkably consistent for 20-plus years. So, uh, that's that's obviously the part of it that, that gives the, the betters nightmares <laughs> if they're if they're considering uh, assuming that Brady and, and the Bucks are going to gonna tail off this season. You know, obviously, you want to figure out, you know, how quickly is Godwin going to be up to full speed and, you know, can Julio Jones contribute on this club and, you know, defensively, do they have the answers up front? You know, they let some guys go. And, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul's unsigned, and Dominican Sue, et cetera. So the depth at a few positions defensively could, could cause some problems if they get hit with injuries. You know, but the team overall looks pretty strong. And it's not like the NFC is as loaded as the other side of the bracket. So, you know, is there a path for Tom to get to the Super Bowl? Sure. You know, he stays healthy and, you know, the Bucks get a little bit of good luck and, and again, like we said, it's not the most daunting division. There's some teams that have questions like the Falcons and Panthers and, you know, Saints are, are a tough team to get a read on as well. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to suggest that, that Brady and the Bucks are going to be some, you know, middling team or that he's going to have to limp out of the NFL. But I also can understand why people might have a little bit of hesitation with him and, you know, at age 45 and, and having – you know, to swim upstream in, in what could be his final season. Eric, uh, there are some folks that do what you do that think that the Cincinnati Bengals could be one of those teams that takes a definite step back, and, and maybe they overachieved last year. Where do you fall on the Bengals this year? What, what do you think the Bengals are as far as, you know, trying to repeat as AFC conference champs? Well, I, you know – We've seen, again, if you want to look at historical trends, the team that loses the Super Bowl, I think other than New England uh, losing to the Eagles and then I think winning the next year against the Rams, if I'm not mistaken, you know, year in and year out, they're far less than, than what's predicted of them, right? They're two or three wins fewer than, than what everybody thinks, or they miss the playoffs, or they're just, you know, they limp into the postseason, that kind of a thing. I mean, it happens time and time again, obviously, but – I try not to let those trends, you know, dictate my thinking. And I look at the roster and I say, wow, I mean, you know, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Mixon really was a big part of that team last year. You know, he was, he was running really well in the Super Bowl. Defensively, the big question was the secondary. They carpet bombed it in the off season. You know, some of the rookies are aligned for key roles. Cam Taylor Britt's played really well. 
Jesse Bates, you know, is, is a big time player in, in the center field. And, you know, I think the pass rush has enough juice up front. I mean, they were with an eyelash of winning that, that Super Bowl. I mean, they, you know, a little better protection on the last play, one key stop on that last Rams drive. So, you know, part of me wants to think, let's not throw out the, you know, the baby with the bathwater here. I mean, let's, let's keep in mind that Joe Burrow's another year removed from, from knee surgery has that Brady like chip on his shoulder and that belief in himself that, you know, not every quarterback has. So I kind of think as, as scary as Zach Taylor's coaching can be at times, I mean, he can be hyper aggressive and he's, you know, he, he does things a little unorthodox at times and it's it worked out really well, nicely last year, but with all the weapons they have, I don't think they're going anywhere. So I'm, I might be on the other side of the coin and think that even if they take a small step back, this is a team that I think should be in contention, you know, the next couple of years. Obviously, Watson gets suspended for six games, and obviously the Browns feel like they have a Super Bowl-ready roster. That's why they went out and got Watson. Is six games, you know, can that, can that swing enough, the AFC? Um, it, it feels like, look, six games, the Browns have enough talent. They can survive a few of those games. I'm not saying they're going to go 6-0 with Jacoby Brissett, but I don't think they're going 0-6 either. Uh, with him, yeah. so it feels like that with with only six games and not you know half a season or a whole season, they're still right in contention to be one of the better teams in the AFC. I think you're right. I mean, the defense took big strides last year. Is you know has really kind of come together nicely. I mean, they've got the run game that can I think can you know buoy them early in the season. It's great to have two really three four backs technically I guess I mean depending on what they do with Dearness Johnson but you know week one the rematch against Baker I see it as a toss-up game week two at home against the Jets should be favored you know week three against the Steelers at home I think they'd be favored too especially if Trubisky is the quarterback too I mean I you know so you start looking at some of the early games. Who knows how good New England's going to be this year, right? I mean, they yeah they play the Falcons. It's hard in week to really four get too. a beat. Brown, Brown, yeah, yeah, Browns so, play the Falcons in week I mean, four. So right, Falcons week four. I mean, you know, to get Watson back for the two division games and then have a bye, kind of reset and say, all right, what do we, what do we need to do? How are we looking? You know, get Deshaun up to speed. And I realize there are a lot of people who are upset about the ruling, but if we're strictly talking football here, you say to yourself. Yeah, I mean, we've seen teams kind of stumble a little out of the gate, right, regardless of their quarterback situation, and then hit their stride in December. So, you know, if you look at it through that lens, a two-and-four start wouldn't kill them. Three-and-three most certainly would not. So, you know, I I think you're right to suggest that now. It it gets, you know, I mean, they have some some tough games. They also have games against, you know, the the Texans, and they've got games against, uh, you know, some other teams that they should beat. But – I, I'm I'm buying Brown stock, and I think they have to feel, frankly, overjoyed. Uh, as as poor a word choice as that is, given the situation, but I'm sure when they heard the news about six games after talk of maybe a full season or, or beyond, they have to be quietly thrilled. Although you won't see them spiking any footballs until the games start. Yeah, and I'm with you. I I, I think they also kind of knew what was going to come. I don't think you give a guy two hundred thirty million dollars with no idea about what what's going to yeah. end up happening. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. Join us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. As always, Eric, man, appreciate it, buddy. 
Thanks for a few minutes tonight, and uh, you know we'll be chatting all through the season. Absolutely. Pleasure's mine. See you soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.